0: history of the franchise well, here we go seven seconds Berkovici he's just gonna air it out deep downfield, and uh, no white shirts around it's a the strong. Strong. Touchdown. it doesn't get any better than this. what is up guys and welcome back to another episode of the red shirt podcast if you're listening to these in order you just listen to our afc north predictions um as the compass goes we will go from north to east um afc east. Um, and when I say we, again, if you listen to this in order, you would already know. Um, but I'm joined by Jackson Powers. Jackson, you ready for another?
1: Oh yeah, let's do it.
0: All right. You know how we do it. We're gonna start bottom of the division up.
1: All right. Um, I have I have the New England Patriots finishing fourth in the AFC East this year uh, with a record of seven and ten. I look at this group, and I think it's a pretty boring offense, uh, and that was sort of the case last year. Wasn't a lot of personnel change, so I don't think that's really going to be any different this year. Mac Jones does not move the needle for me, but I do think that this is sort of a make-or-break year for him. He's someone I bet against. I, I, he showed me some flashes in his rookie year, uh, and I don't really buy into him now. Um, I think that the accuracy and the poise under pressure has sort of left him. And we'll see what he looks like in year three. But I think if he disappoints like I sort of predict him to, he'll probably be on his way out in New England. Under um, the running back group. I really like Ramondre Stevenson. I think he's going to get a ton of work, um, specifically because I don't love any of the guys behind him. And I think uh, Ramondre is really efficient. Um, he's not the sexiest runner you're going to see, but he hits holes really well. He has great vision, great footwork. Um, and a really efficient guy that that I think is going to have some of the better production across the league. Um, this wide receiving core is not moving the needle for me. Juju Smith-Schuster, Devonte Parker, Tyquan Thornton, Kayshawn Butte, Kendrick Bourne. I am really unmoved um, by this group, and I think that it's part of the reason why this offense is just so unexplosive, uh, because you don't really have any high-end play creators like we've seen this falls on the receiver position so much. This is exactly what happened when Jamar Chase came into Cincinnati. Um, it proves that receivers are a big part in creating explosives. I just don't think that the Patriots have that right now. One thing I am expecting from this offense this year is a little bit more tight end involvement. Um, a couple of years ago, they went out, spent big money on Hunter Henry and Johnu Smith. Obviously, they just shipped off Smith to the Falcons for a sixth rounder. Um, they still got Henry, and they went out and grabbed Mike Gesicki on a bigger contract this year. I think that we're going to see a little bit more out of those guys. I think a is going to be pretty involved in the receiving game and Hunter Henry should have a good amount of touchdowns this year. He's a really good red zone, red zone threat that I like to buy in on on that front. I think this offensive line is going to be one of the better groups in the league. Paul strange looked good as a rookie, uh, despite it being one of the weirdest first rounders in history. Michael Onwenu obviously is really awesome. Trent Brown, David Andrews. Those are some high end names right there. Riley Reef from Cincinnati, I am not super in on um but I think, you know, you're winning 4 out of 5 on that offensive line group. It's it's a solid solid squad. Um on to the defense. Uh I I think that the secondary is really, really awesome. Jonathan Jones and Marcus Jones obviously both had big years. Sorry, Jonathan Jones and Jack Jones obviously both had big years last year. Jack Jones left the team in free agency. Jonathan Jones is still there. He'll be a starting cornerback alongside rookie Christian Gonzalez, who I absolutely loved. I thought that he should have gone in the top five or top 10. He fell seemingly because of interviewing issues. Um, but I don't buy into it that much. I think that he is going to come out under Bill Belichick. He is going to absolutely ball. Um, and then I think that this, this group is going to do a pretty good job of creating pressure. Matthew Judon, obviously, um, puts big production on the board, despite not being one of the sexier names. Lawrence guys. All right. Um, Josh Uche, I think is going to have a pretty big breakout year, but other than that, I don't think this defense is a very sexy group. Um, Yeah, we sort of talked about it when we were mentioning the Steelers. This roster just is kind of the definition of mid. Um, So it's kind of hard to ramble on and on about a group that you don't really have much to say about. So that's where I have the Patriots, 7 and 10. I think that they're sort of treading water right now is where I'd put them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I 100% agree. Um, I have the Patriots finishing in last with a record of 8 and 9. It's just a very, very average and boring team. They are very Steeler like in terms of the way that they are constructed with very meh, and they have the sort of magic that the Steelers usually have. Um, starts like quarterback. Mac Jones is is not he's not the guy. He really wasn't good last year, but a couple things, you know, going his way made it seem like he was as bad, such as the pick six against the New York Jets that went the other way. Um, and ended up not being on his record, and they ended up winning that game. Not that I particularly remember that. Um, I just don't really see with Mac Jones. He was never highly thought of for great arm strength, and okay, you can succeed, but he hasn't really – with that, you need precision accuracy, and I really haven't seen that. Granted, it's not like he's working with beautiful wide receivers. The wide receiver room for the Patriots, it's basically a group of guys – that I would like as my second or third receiver, except that's all they have. It's so like you have Devonte Parker. I think he's useful. Kendrick Bourne. He's like I'd love as a third option. I think that's a great thing. Uh, Juju again. That's a two or a three. Um, I can see Kayshawn Boutte. The talent upside is there, but I don't. I'm I'm kind of off that bandway. There's possibility, but I feel like for the most part, there's not a ton of upside. I mean, I guess. Boutet, there's some upside bin general Parker Bourne and Smith Schuster. I think you know what you're getting and it's it's fine, but it's not it's not great overall union. Tight end, I agree with you. I think they they gotta use the tight end more. Um bring back Hunter Henry, of course, but they uh, get Mike Guseki from Miami, I think. With that duo, I'm not I'm not really sure how you can't lock in on that, especially you know how I discussed the receivers. Running back, I think Ramondre Stevenson's a solid player. Um, I, I don't think he's going to be up there with the elite, but I think he's a solid player. I, I think that it'll be interesting to see who emerges as, I think there will have to be some sort of secondary back that emerges to kind of spell him, whether that be Pierre Strong, uh, JJ Taylor, um, or whoever it may be. The defense is always pretty solid and that continues to be the case. Um, you were talking about Matthew Judon. He's just such a pest. He's fantastic. Um, Christian Barmore going into year two. Uh fun fact about Devon Godchow, defensive lineman for the Patriots. Uh he used to follow me on Instagram. Not really sure why, but a true uh true story. You get to the linebackers. The linebackers, there's not a ton of like certainty, but you have some upside, a guy like Jelani Tavai, former former top pick, see if he can kind of regain his form. There are different, you know, options there. Like you have Mac Wilson, uh, Juwan Bentley. There's some different guys. I mean, nothing I feel fantastic about, but you get to the DBs. Christian Gonzalez. I'm totally with you. Um, I was singing praise about Joey Porter, and I love Joey Porter. Um, I think Christian Gonzalez is just as good, and I think I I really don't know how he fell as far as he did. But Patriots gain my not gain, uh, my loss. I suppose would be the best way to put it. Um, uh, on the opposite side. You got the you got the group of Joneses. You got Jonathan Jones, Marcus Jones, uh, maybe Jack Jones, but probably not. He's talented, but not. You know he's away from the team. Obviously has his issues. Uh, Arizona State Sun Devil. I actually have a Jack Jones uh, sweatshirt. Fun fact. A lot of fun facts here on this defense, but I think it's still competent. You got and you have a good group of guys. DB options terms, you have Kyle Duggar, uh, Jabril Peppers, Jalen Mills. There are a lot of names, um, which doesn't necessarily mean success, but it means there should be different opportunities. They're not locked in uh, and lacking depth. They're a fine team, very much in tune with the uh, Steelers. They'll steal some games probably, but they're not good enough to actually be a playoff game, especially in a pretty competitive AFC East. Last place, New England Patriots, 8-9.
1: All right. Third place, this was the most painful rating to give because there is so much of what they did this offseason that I absolutely love. But I have the Dolphins finishing third at a, a record of 9-8. and eight. Um, And before all the Dolphins fans attack me, I have my schedule predictor right here. I want to read off the teams that I projected that they lose to. Week one, I thought they lose to the Chargers. The Chargers shut them out this year when... They were able to press Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. I think that happens again. Week two, I thought they lose to the Patriots. Patriots are always good at giving limited quarterbacks hell, um, and especially in Foxborough, which is where they're playing week two. Week four, I said they lose to the Bills. That's a very good team. Week seven, lose to the Eagles. Very good team. Week nine, the Chiefs. You get the point. Week 12, the Jets And then week 17 and 18, the Ravens and Bills. They are playing some very, very good teams this year. And I think that I am not betting on Tua. Despite how productive he was um, over the entire time span when he was healthy, I think that this offense has the ability to be shut down. And we saw that in the Chargers game. Once you throw off his timing, he is not really able to create production. Um, I love Hill. I love Jalen Waddle. I think that they are going to have a much more productive running game that they did last year. Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, uh, drafted Devin A-Chain, who I really like, who scares me a little bit. I think that he's a solid game manager over the middle of the field. He has good timing and anticipation. I think that when things go wrong for him, he is one of the worst quarterbacks at creating out of structure because physically He really does not have a good physical profile and he is not good mentally when things collapse, right? We saw that last year when pressure came, he was not good. When the timing was thrown off by pressing Hill and Waddle, things did not go well for him. I I think that he's able to be shut down. And the other thing I'm really worried about is his health, right? Three concussions last year. When you get a concussion, you're statistically more likely to get one again When you've had three in a year, that is dangerous. And then the more we learn about concussions, they're absolutely horrible for your brain. I just, I really worry that if he gets another one, his season could be shut down really quickly. I wouldn't be surprised if he retired. Like there's just so much to be very scared of on that front. I'm really scared for Tua. Talking about the defense. I think this is going to be one of the best defenses in the league. Talking like top five, maybe top three. Um, Jalen Phillips, I think, is a major, major breakout candidate this year. I really like Bradley Chubb, who they picked up off of the Broncos. David Long was one of the best signings in free agency. He is awesome off the ball. Um, On the interior, Christian Wilkins and Emmanuel Ogba, I really like. And then they went out and got Jalen Ramsey. So their, their cornerback duo is going to be Xavier Howard, Jalen Ramsey, and Cam Smith, who I really liked out of South Carolina. Javon Holland, you're getting another year out of him. And Deshaun Elliott had some very productive years with the Ravens. I really have no complaints about this defensive group. And I hate to give them a a 9-8 record because this was a team I thought was really going to punch above their weight. I just don't know. I I really don't see them contending against all of these really good teams that they have to face.
0: So in our first episode – we had lots of parody. There are a lot of different rankings. So far, we're step and step. Third, I have the Miami Dolphins at a record of nine and they' just missing the playoffs. And I echo everything you said. I think the Dolphins are a playoff caliber team. I just think that this is a ridiculously stacked conference, a really good division. And it's it's really not indicative of their roster being poor. Like, I, you look at the offense, obviously, Tua is a big question mark. In general, I like Tua. I think health is the main thing that I worry about, too. I think if he's playing, offense is going to operate fine. The duo of Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, not sure there's a better one in the sport. Um, some interesting receivers behind them. Should there be in- injuries, I think it's just kind of a funny group. Braxton Berrios, uh, Ch- Robbie Anderson, Chosen Anderson, whatever you prefer. Um offensive line obviously you got Armstead and Austin Jackson on the ends tight end with the uh loss of Mikey Seki there's not a ton by way of tight end we'll see um if someone steps up there with any sort of role the running backs i like i like the sort of group that they have i don't think it'll be an explosive run game but i think it'll be effective um, most are, you know, I'm a big Jeff Wilson guy as well. Devon A and I, I think is going to have a huge impact early and especially without, they're going to be with less tight end production. I think they're going to get more from their running backs in the passing game. And I think a lot of that's going to be Devon A and he is dynamic playmaker defense. There's a lot to like on this defense, the front seven, uh, Jalen Phillips, you're mentioning playing well, uh, Christian Wilkins, just kind of a clog right in the middle. They, you know, made a big splash to get Bradley Chubb. So I'd say, you know, expectations for him are certainly high. Um, They didn't pay him to not, you know, play as one of the best edge rushers in the sport, which obviously remains to be seen. Um, Added David Long, Tennessee, Jerome Baker. Uh, that's a pretty good group of linebackers that I think. Pretty pretty competently can play well. Get into the DBs. DBs are pretty good too. Uh, Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey will be the primary two cornerbacks. Uh, they also drafted Cam Smith though in the second round. I think he he's in a good spot here where they're not going to ask a ton of him out of the gate, but he could you know contribute. Uh, the safeties mainly the one I'd point out is Javon Holland. Javon Holland is a stud. Um, I think he will continue to play great football and overall, I mean, look with the way that I just described this team, it sounds like a playoff team and they really should be. I mean, you put them in the NFC that I might have them as a, you know, top four seed, but just with the way that this whole division shakes out, the way this conference shakes out, it's more so a matter of it's not me disliking the dolphins. It's just liking a couple other teams a little more. So I have them at nine and eight, just missing out on the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think you explained that really well. I think this would be an easy playoff team in the NFC, but the AFC is a little bit too scary for me to put them in there. Finishing number two in the AFC East. I have got Jeremy's J E T S jets with a record of 12 and five sliding in, I believe as the six seed. yes, the six seed. Um, This team is really, really cool because they are basically the exact same group as last year, except put Aaron Rodgers in at QB over Zach Wilson. Um, Obviously, a major, major upgrade. I really like Rodgers. I don't think he has shown too many signs that he's aging out of high-level play. I think he's going to be a baller for this group. Um, And I think that he's going to establish a very sweet connection with Garrett Wilson. I think Wilson is going to take the jump into one of those tier one receivers this year. I think I am so, so in on Wilson this year. Um, The Jets just brought in Nathaniel Hackett to be their offensive coordinator, who was obviously the offensive coordinator in Green Bay for a long time. Um, And I think Garrett Wilson is primed to see the Devontae Adams role. They're very similar in terms of their play styles, and I am, I, I am so bought in on the fact that he is going to have major, major production this year. Especially when you look at the other guys, right? Ellen Lazard, he's one of the friends that one of the friends with Aaron Rodgers because we all know Aaron Rodgers is very weird and fiby about who he throws to. So he could see some targets, as could Randall Cobb, but Cole Hardman, Corey Davis, Denzel Mims. Those guys don't really move me. I think Garrett Wilson is in for some major, major production. One of the biggest questions for this team is how is Brees Hall going to look coming off of the ACL tear? He looked like an absolute dud last year. And I think that he is still going to look quite good. Um, It just running backs coming off of ACL tears kind of concern me. So that's more of a question mark I have for this team. Um, The offensive line, I'm pretty iffy on. Dwayne Brown is... A fossil at this point and probably shouldn't be a starter. Um, Makai Becton has been very good when he's played, uh, but he's missed a lot of time due to injury. Connor McGovern gives you pretty average center play, and you're hoping Joe Tipman can come in and sort of take that role. Um, maybe you project a good amount out of him, but either way, it's it's still a little bit of a gray area there. The only real bright spot there is Elijah Vera Tucker. I think he takes a jump into stardom this year. Um, but the real awesome part about this group is the defense. I think this group needs to be in serious talks for the best defense in the league. It's them and the Niners to me. Um, John Franklin Myers, Quinnen Williams, Carl Lawson and Quinton Jefferson on the inside. Um, that's their starting four right now as their four pass rushers. And I didn't even mention second year, Jermaine Johnson, nose tackle, Al Woods, first round pick this year, Will McDonald, Bryce Huff, that group is so stacked, and there's going to be a ton of rotation going around. That Jets defensive line has to be the best in the league to me. It's absolutely nuts, the depth that they have. The linebackers are solid. I like Mosey. Sorry, um, I, re- I like Quincy Williams. And then they have probably the best cornerback duo in the league, if not the second best, behind Ramsey and Xavier Howard. Um, But I think they're the best in Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed. Sauce Gardner, to me, is the best cornerback in football. And I think DJ Reed is pretty close behind that. The only sort of iffy part with this group is the safeties. But they did go out and get Chuck Clark, who I think will be a contributor. Um, And I'm not a huge believer that safety is a very analytically important position. So I'm willing to let that ride. This group is going to be absolutely awesome at stopping opposing offenses. Um, and I'm I'm really bought into the Jets. I think they will almost certainly be a playoff team this year.
0: You know, when you look at the paper, I wholeheartedly agree. But what you're failing to consider is that they are the New York Jets. With that being said, I have the Jets in second place in the division uh, with a record of 10-7, and seven, making the playoffs uh, as the five-seed New York Jets. I mean, you said it well, this is largely the same team, but you go from one of the worst quarterbacks in football to, you know, a recently two-time MVP. I don't know if that means he's necessarily going to get another one right now, but it is a drastic upgrade. And the weapons, I mean, when you, I don't even need to say weapons. I can start with weapon. Garrett Wilson is going to be regarded as a top 10 receiver when this year is done. He was spectacular with nobody's playing quarterback. With all due respect to the likes of Zach Wilson, Mike White, Chris Traveler, Joe Flacco. I mean, Garrett Wilson looked phenomenal with those guys. So what's he going to do when you have Aaron Rodgers, who he finds that one guy, that Devontae Adams kind of role, and he is going to force feed the ball. Garrett Wilson's a great person to force feed because he's more often than not, he's open. Um Alan Lazard filling the big body role. As of now, Corey Davis still on the roster. Um remains to be seen. I think at this point they'll probably keep him. He's fine as a as a third, fourth option. McCole Hardman, kind of a change of pace with the speed. Randall Cobble gets some reps in the in the slot, because you know, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, of course. Um and so after Garrett Wilson, it's not a sexy receiver room, but I think it's fine. I think it's competent. Um, where you don't, you're not going to need outstanding production behind Wilson, but I think there are guys that are capable. Um, what, you know, if the, I'll forever be on the Denzel Mims hive. I'm not sure if I care to label what that entails these days, but regardless, uh, you move to running backs, and they have a very interesting running back room. Breeze Hall, if. Brees all healthy. And this is, this is a moot point. Cause he tore his ACL last year, but with the track that he was on, he was looking like a top 10, possibly top five running back in the sport, just a level of electricity that that sort of lightning that you just, it's hard to find. He is just such a playmaker. He can do it in open space. He can create open space, running guys over, uh, faking guys out he's coming back from the ACL injury so definitely expectations need to be tempered a little bit um but I think it seems like if he's not ready for week one he'll be ready shortly thereafter um and in the meantime I think there's some interesting guys that can fill the role for a little bit uh Zonovan Knight Bam Knight he showed some explosiveness Um, In his limited times, they drafted Izzy Abanaconda in the fifth round. He's another guy that I think both of them even went Hollis healthy. They're good. Change of pace, kind of energy spark plug. Um, Michael Carter had a really disappointing year last year, but he's obviously still in the room. As of right now, recording this on 710. Dalvin Cook still hasn't signed. You know, there's some rumors here. uh, Swirling with him, Jets and possibly the Dolphins. Those are some two teams linked to him. I think it'd be a weird fit. I don't personally want him that much, but remains to be seen. That's what the offense is looking like right now. You get to the line. The line's really weird because Elijah Very Tucker is awesome. That was honestly, we had a lot of injuries last year that hurt. Elijah Vary Tucker was one of the biggest ones. He was, it's weird to say because he's you know, an offensive lineman, but they had him playing guard, that had him playing tackle. He was the most valuable person you know, right up there with Brees Hall when they got hurt. So he'll, you know, he's locked in at guard. Uh, I think at center, Joe Tipman will end up starting, but they also have the option of Connor McGovern. There's some flexibility there. Lake and Tomlinson will start at left guard. He had a very disappointing year with the Jets last year, but there's obviously room for some improvement. You know, he, he's had some really good years in the past. Um, and then the tackles are weird because Mekhi Beckton, we haven't really seen any sort of health from him, but he has shown flashes of being a really good tackle. Um, You have Max Mitchell coming back from injury. I really, he played very well last year before he got hurt. You mentioned Dwayne Brown, who in an ideal world, you know, he, he, he isn't starting, but it remains to be seen because it, it, I'm not sure how they plan on it. It seems like McKay has been taking reps at right tackle Um, I haven't really heard much in terms of Max Mitchell regarding what he's looking like. In my mind, the ideal line has Mitchell and Becton at tackles, but I would expect Dwayne Brown will probably start the year. Um, They added a bunch of – it's interesting. They added a bunch of offensive line depth pieces that were former Packers. They got uh, Yadni Kajust, uh, Billy Turner. Just kind of – I don't know. Just kind of funny things. Defense, you mentioned it. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to throw anything out considering I'm not looking at all of the defenses at the same time, and I'm not going to act like I'm at this moment, you know, super well-versed on the nuances of every single defense, but man, there aren't many defensive defenses that can rival this New York Jets team. It starts at the front and there are so many guys you could just mix and match just about all of their lineman pass rushers on the roster are playable um starts quinn and williams i think he'll have an extension before the season starts he is a stud on the inside when he is in he is making plays he can do it in the run game he has pretty good sack production playing on the inside um carl lawson he was a potential cut candidate he's back um definitely isn't as explosive Uh, after he had that acl tear that ruined his first season with the jets but he's still in general a productive fine pass rusher john franklin myers they deploy him sometimes outside sometimes inside he's pretty versatile as a pass rusher um sign quentin jefferson play on the inside and then you just got this after that i mean you just got this plethora of different edge rushers started off bryce huff former undrafted free agent He has emerged as one of the most efficient pass pass rushers in the sport. He hasn't really been a three down guy, but they put him in, in those obvious passing situations and he generates pressures, generates sacks at a ridiculous rate. I think it's, you know, this is a very deep group of pass rushers, but you need to find even more opportunities to get huff out there. Um, I love Jermaine Johnson. I think again with this deep group, he didn't necessarily get a great opportunity to get consistent playing time, but he made some plays. And with all of that, they proceeded to draft Will McDonald the fourth in with their first pick, which I think was a little bit of a reach. But he's also he's. I don't think they're going to ask a lot of him this year. I think this is largely going to be a developmental year. Um, And that's not even mentioning Michael Clemens, who's the scariest person on earth that I think he'll possibly get some reps inside to this year. The D line is just ridiculous. It goes so deep. Linebackers are, I don't, I don't love, I think CJ Mosley is very average if below average. I just, I, I don't think he's fantastic anymore. Quincy Williams is inconsistent and not necessarily a prototypical coverage linebacker, but he is going to make plays. I don't know if I've seen anyone hit harder than him. Sometimes I feel like he's not even trying to actually play the ball. He is just hitting those guys, which I suppose I'd like him to play the ball. But the point remains he he disrupts the game. Um Jamin Sherwood, someone that's kind of interesting that hasn't gotten a ton of run, uh, but could possibly step up, same with Homson and Cyril Dean. Devious, Best cornerback group. I'm not yeah, you got you got Ramsey and uh, X, but Sauce Gardner has emerged possibly the best corner in this in the sport. But it's it's not just Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner is going to get all the attention. DJ Reed was quietly one of the best corners last year. Um, your Seahawks graciously let him go. Signed uh signed with New York to a very modest deal, and now they were fantastic. And not to be forgotten, and I wouldn't expect the average risk to be locked in this, Michael Carter II, fantastic in the slot. They those three are so fantastically locked down. Um, the safeties are not great. They traded for Chuck Clark, but he did get injured in uh early in camp. So that's definitely a blow. They have Jordan Whitehead, who had a really disappointing year last year. Um, they signed Adrian Amos. They have some different um you know young options like tony adams so i you know the safeties aren't great but like you said I'm, i don't think the safeties are going to dictate how good they are because their their pass rush their interior is so good and their corners are so locked down um i'm all in on the jets i think they're going to be fantastic i think the, ro- the way their roster is built health permitting i think that they are good enough to win the lombardi trophy um what's mainly stopping them One, they're the Jets, so they always screw up. And two, like is the case for everyone else, it is a ridiculously good conference. Their division is really hard. And, you know, I guess this could fall under just the Jets being the Jets. But, you know, they, they don't win in Foxborough. They struggle. You know, they haven't, you know, won meaningful games against the Dolphins or the Bills, really. Um, it's they're going to have to exercise some of those demons and have more success in division 10 and seven, New York jets, Jets, Jets.
1: All right. I like it. And at the top of the division, I have the bills going 13 and four. Um, one of the biggest gray areas with this group is how is Josh Allen going to look with the return from the elbow injury that he sustained? I think in week nine last year, I'm not totally sure how much it affected him, but it was very clear that he sort of fell off towards that mid part of the season. Um, I think if you are getting the week one version of Josh Allen, where he was able to dink and and dunk against cover two, he is probably the best quarterback in the league alongside Mahomes. I I think if you're getting that version of Josh Allen, it's going to be lights out. I don't think we're going to get quite that much of him. Um, but he's still going to be able to create explosives both through the air and on the ground. Um, Stefan Diggs, obviously his number one target, but I think someone that's going to have a very big year is former Utah tight end, Dalton Kincaid. I think that they drafted him as almost like a pseudo wide receiver too. They're going to probably lead the league in 12 personnel or maybe even two personnel, Um, Because I think he is going to be used alongside Dawson Knox quite a bit. uh, Because outside of that, you don't really have an awesome receiving core. Gabe Davis did not take the jump that you wanted him to this year. Former Boise State legend Khalil Shakir has yet to get the elite usage that we know he can handle from his college days. Um, So I think Dalton Kincaid is going to be a really awesome underneath option. But I think he's also a solid deep threat to go alongside Diggs. He is going to play a major, major role in this offense, and I think he should see a lot of production. This offensive line is not very good, but I'm not too worried about it. I think that Osiris Torrance will find his way into the starting lineup week one. I have some concerns about him as a run blocker because he doesn't climb very well to the second level, Um, but this team passes the ball a lot. So I think that that weakness is going to sort of get mitigated. Uh, Moving on to the defense, the pass rush is going to be there from pretty much every angle. Von Miller, at this point, doesn't have quite the same juice that he used to have, Um, but the bend and the hand fighting have not left him by any means. He'll still have that to work with. Ed Oliver, I really like as a five technique, rushing from the interior. Greg Rousseau has shown some promise. Uh, Puna Ford on the interior is a really awesome guy. Um, I think that they are Oh, also Leonard Floyd, former Ram. There's just so many different guys that are efficient pass rushers. They're going to be really good in that regard. Uh, the run defense is a little bit more questionable to me, but uh, at a minimum, you're going to be getting to the quarterback very, very frequently, which is one of the most valuable things you can do as a defense. Looking at the linebacker core, I think Matt Milano is quietly one of the best off-ball guys in the league. I think he is very underrated under the radar. And now that Tremaine Edmonds is now a Chicago Bear, he's going to have a chance to kind of fully showcase that. I also like A.J. Klein, who he's alongside. And this secondary, I also am running around doing tricks for. I love this secondary. Tredavious White is one of the best cornerbacks in the league. And I think Kyer Elam is going to have a major, major breakout season. I loved him. He was my cornerback three alongside the crazy likes of Derek Stingley and Sauce Gardner. Um, But it's very rare that you get a cornerback class that deep. I think he's a solid cornerback one in most classes. And I think he's going to have a really awesome year. Um, The other big thing for the Bills defense, you're getting Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde back. You missed those guys for most of the year last year, getting them back. Very, very valuable. I'm, I'm, Really on board with that. Um, yeah, I, I like the Bills. I think that they are going to be pretty similar to last year. I've seen a lot of people write them off, basically say they're not going to be any kind of contender. I disagree with that. I think that this defense looks really solid, and if they can stay healthy, they should be a one of the juggernauts in the AFC.
0: So I also have, believe it or not, the Bills winning the division – um, I actually have them with the same record as the Jets at ten, 10 and 7, just improve in the division record. I worry about Josh Allen and not in a way like I, I'm i obviously, if you know anything about me, I'm not a fan of Josh Allen, so I don't really mean worry as in like I necessarily hope he succeeds more. So he he was a different player since that um, arm injury. If he's healthy, he, he did look much better towards the end of the year but then he started going back to some of those unforced errors and he can't afford to do that. He can have all the arm talent in the world. And that's the thing is his arm can get better. Um, He is going to have to consistently make good decisions, which he has improved upon as the years have gone on. But every once in a while, he kind of, kind of, you know, t- falls back into some bad habits and that, that can't happen um, when the game matters most. Um, his receivers, I think it's Stephon Diggs and a bunch of I don't want to say nobodies, but I I don't really like anyone in the receiver core outside of Stephon Diggs. I didn't really get the Gabe Davis hype last year. I think he's he's fine, but I don't I don't think Gabe Davis is a is a top tier contributor to what's supposed to be a great offense. Um, on the flip side, I think Dalton Kincaid was a fantastic pick. Um, he was an absolute stud at utah and i think his stats could have been even more gaudy he was uh in a two tight end with uh brent keithy he is going to explode i agree with you i think they're definitely going to use a lot of him and dawson knox um the offensive line it's fine it's nothing you know nothing fantastic but that's also part of the the josh allen is he has that level of escapability that he can kind of work around it um granted i think most would agree you'd like to have it a little better on your franchise quarterback. The running backs, there are a lot of different names. None that I really love. I was I I liked James Cook a little bit last year. I'm just not sure I'm still on that train. Damian Harris is a fine backup. Latavius Murray is a. I mean, if you start on your depth chart, sure. They just I I they don't really do anything for me. I think they're all fine, but I I don't think that there's going to be much of a running attack, which is going to. Hurt their offense. I think overall it'll be a strong offense, but I think they are going to go through some lulls when they are forced to go really pass heavy down the end of, you know, towards the end of the games. When you're talking about an AFC East that has very strong DB units, I think they might run into some trouble here and there. Uh, defense, pretty good. Uh, Greg Rousseau, Von Miller, primary guys off the edge. Von Miller um, still impacts the game, maybe not the way that he once did. But still makes plays. Lloyd uh Lloyd Flannard. Leonard Floyd. Um, obviously another guy that could make an impact on the interior, Ed Oliver. Um, uh, he has kind of flown under the radar in general. I think there are a lot of defensive tackles lately that have been getting a lot of press and excitement, rightfully so. But I really think since Ed Oliver's been in the league, he's he's just kind of been under the radar, quiet, um, but having success. Linebackers, I agree with you. I think anyone in the AFC East knows that uh, Matt Milano is incredible. He's not underrated to me. I think he might be the best, you know, based off of when I see him play, he might be the best to ever put the cleats on. Um, Although I do worry with the departure of Tremaine Edmonds. I don't really love the second options at linebacker. You mentioned AJ Klein. I don't know how I feel about AJ Klein necessarily. Um, I think he could be serviceable, but I'm not sure. You know, I feel like that's a decent step down from Tremaine Edmonds. DBs, I'm also not as bullish as you. Tradavius White, he's healthy. He's in a rhythm. He's as good as they come. Um, if you're guaranteeing me health from Poyer and Hyde, I like that duo. I'm just not. They're aging, and you know, did. you know, the chance of both of them getting injured like they did last year is low. And obviously that hurt their secondary when you had to play backups there. Um, but I'm not really sure, you know, coming off of those injuries, um, you know. It'll be interesting to see if they can both maintain that high level of play, because I think if they play like they've played for the most part last few seasons, it's a pretty good unit. I'm just looking forward. I think there's going to be a little bit um, of a drop off. And then Kyrie Elam, he's I think he's fine. I think he's a solid player. Um, I just think. I just think there could be better. I also think there is, like you were mentioning, he could definitely be a breakout candidate to step up. This is also, again, really good division. This comes with it. There are a lot of good receivers in this division. And so when you're talking about the Jets, you know, they have their duo. You have uh, the Dolphins. They have their duo. Um, The Pats have a, a, you know, a deep group um, in their DBs. I just I don't love that overall cornerback room, especially when you're thinking about they match up with the Dolphins twice a year. Um, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, I think that's the kind of matchup that is gonna pose nightmares for them. Uh with all that being said, I mean, I think they're a good team. I think that they are a Super Bowl contender. Um, I think that their rec the record that I have them at is a little bit with just some natural regression with a couple moving pieces. Um As well as playing a tough schedule. And obviously, I mean, I'm very unbiased in all of my picks, but so, you know, subliminally, I may, you know, unconsciously, you know, let my own personal thoughts affect my picks, but I obviously don't do that. So, not the point. Uh, 10 and seven for the Buffalo Bills winning the division. Time for superlatives. Take it away.
1: Superlatives time. All right. My MVP is Joshua Allen. I don't think this one needs too much explanation. He's probably the most cyborg-y quarterback of the league in just the incredible things he can do. And I don't think really anyone else in the division has a guy like that. So I'm going Josh Allen.
0: I am uh, going to go a little more unconventional, and I don't think you're going to disagree with me because I think we said similar stuff. I'm saying it's Garrett Wilson. I think Ooh. that Garrett Wilson is going to be a top five receiver this year I think it's going to get to the point where he just has such gaudy numbers because he's so talented he's able to get himself open he he's able to have that uh yard after catch kind of impact I think after this season we're going to be talking about Garrett Wilson and the likes maybe not quite at the Justin Jefferson Jamar Chase level right now but if when you're ranking the wide receivers, you're making top tens, top fives, he is going to be square in that conversation. I I'm I think he, you know, health permitting overall, I think he had could be a sleeper for offensive player there. That's how how much I love Garrett Wilson, how much I think he's going to succeed.
1: Yeah, yeah, I definitely I agree with that, and I like that logic. My rookie of the year is Christian Gonzalez. He was my favorite cornerback in this class, and I think you add a guy as smooth as him into a room with Bill Belichick, great things are going to happen. And I expect him to produce on a sauce Gardner level very, very quickly. I think he is going to be one of the best cornerbacks in the league very soon.
0: Yeah. um, I also have Christian Gonzalez. Um, You talked about, I think he will gel very well um, into that Belichick system. It still beats me how he fell to where he did. He was, you watch him play, and even like you, you're obviously more of a film buff than me. I'm more of a, he got that dog in him, past the general high test kind of guy. You watch him play at Oregon. I mean, he is such a fluid mover, Um, had such a great career in Eugene. I think he'll burst onto the scene. Uh, I guess also a shout out to Dalton Kincaid. I don't know if he'll have like insane stats but I think he will quickly be I think he'll rise as one of the the better young tight ends uh sorry about that um one of the better young tight ends as the year goes long he'll become that that safety net for Josh Allen
1: yeah yeah I definitely agree with that my most improved I wanted to put Garrett Wilson here because I do agree with you in the sense that I think he is going to take a jump into like major major stardom but I don't think that's a Crazy jump to take given how good he was last year. Obviously the offensive rookie of the year. Um, he is like right up there as like one of the top ten best receivers in the league. My most improved player is Kyre Elam. Um, you clearly are not as high on him as I am. I think he could be the cornerback one in Buffalo, which is saying something given Tradavius White is the guy alongside him. I really like Kyrie Elam. I think he just needed a year to sort of get developed a little bit more. Um, and I think he is going to be a beast by the end of this year. So that's my most improved.
0: My most improved is Jermaine Johnson. And I think this comes with not even a caveat. It's just acknowledging that they're the edge rushers. The for the New York jets aren't going to play a lion's share. I think a lot of it is going to be by committee, but I think Jermaine Johnson last year, it was really more of a, Backup very specific role when he was playing. I think he's gonna get more consistent playing time. I think he's gonna do a good job on um, rushing the passer. I think, especially in situations like I remember one specific play last year stood out to me um, where he had the speed and athleticism off the edge. It's really hard to keep in Josh Allen in the pocket, stop him from making, you know, plays with his legs. Jermaine Johnson was able to go sideline, take him down uh without too much of a gain. I think with enough playing time Jermaine Johnson will improve granted you know that it's such it's such a deep defensive line that I think they're just they're just awesome man I I you love to see it <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: yeah my uh my biggest surprise another New York Jet is Reese Hall um and obviously he looked really good but I think there are just too many people that subscribe to the idea of always fade a running back coming off an ACL tear, especially people in the fantasy football community. I think Brees Hall looked good enough last year that I'm willing to make an exception. And the other thing around that is he's not someone who thrives off of physical traits as much as some of the other top end backs, the league. He's someone who is incredible because of his awesome tempo and footwork and patience behind the line. And that's not something that you lose from an ACL tear like you might get a little bit less burst I would understand that but I think that he is going to be just as nuanced behind the line and it's I think he's going to prove a lot of people wrong who just subscribe to the idea of never buy in buy stock of a running back coming off an ACL tear
0: I like it I absolutely like it um my biggest surprise and I guess this is following the way I did the last one where I did uh, a rookie but kind of a. Uh rookie without huge expectations i have a devon a chain i think he will emerge as the best running back in uh miami pretty quickly he's gonna make an impact as a pass catching back he he really is we can call him a running back he's just an athlete overall that will make plays when you give him the ball and i know the volume probably won't be there um but i think he will be kind of the swiss army knife of that offense
1: oh yeah Oh yeah, I, I definitely like that pick. Um, my biggest letdown is Tua Tagovailoa, um, and I think that my reasoning there is when you have a Dolphins team with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle in a defense that looks as good as it does with that group right now. Um, and if they if they finish where I project them to finish, I think Tua will be the clear culprit. Whether it be he's not healthy or he's not performing up to standard, I am not someone who's really ever bought into him. Uh, And I am going to stick with that. Even when he had a ton of production a couple weeks into the year last year, this offense has shown that it is able to be stopped. It's not immortal. Uh, And I think Tua is a big reason behind that, just because he can't really operate when things aren't going his way.
0: Fair enough uh before i say mine do you want to guess who i have as biggest letdown
1: hmm i feel like this is so is it is it elon no i'll give you one more guess okay um don't think too much about it i don't think i don't think it's a jet i i've got to think of someone i don't know
0: you're thinking too much first thing off maybe i am
1: now oh it's mac jones it's mac jones
0: Good answer, but actually,
1: there we go. No. Mac Jones oh.
0: will not be a letdown because Mac Jones is not good, and there should be no expectations <laughs> at all. Um, what is fair? Letdown in this case, I don't think it's going to be a huge letdown in terms of playing poorly. Um, I have Josh Allen in the sense that I think he will. I think he'll he'll still be good. Look, I don't like Josh Allen. Um, and you know, part of me still wants to stay with the Sam Darnold was is and will always be better than josh allen but that's neither here nor there Uh, i think josh allen is still you know this isn't even from a point of hate i think josh allen is still going to be good i just think there's going to be that little bit of regression i am worried uh with some of his tendencies towards the back end of the year turning the ball over a little more um and i think some of it comes from i don't think that's going to be an offense that puts up super gaudy numbers so he'll still be a good quarterback i just don't know I think that their MVP contention expectations. I think he'll be good, but not MVP level good. That's fair enough. Um, and that is the AFC East. Anything to add?
1: I got nothing.
0: I mean, the I'm just we we started off with the North. Now mm-hmm. we're on the East. I mean, this is this conference is ridiculous. And I mean, granted, I think the next two that we go to aren't quite as
1: they don't have as much in like intense parity, yeah
0: but i mean these are eight teams well i don't really think the patriots but then again patriots and Steel- they're mainly i think the six of them are legit can make the playoffs based off of what i see and then you have the two added in of the patriots and Steelers that kind of get the benefit of the doubt because they're those two yeah teams. it's incredible the afc is so good um, the quarterbacks that we see in here, it's it's ridiculous. Um I this is the most anticipated season that I've had um ever as a Jets fan. Um and I, you know, I'm gonna be let like down by it, but I, I can't wait to see it. Oh um, yeah. So yeah, Jackson, your plugs, J Powell NFL,
1: TikTok,
0: and Twitter, Jackson nope. Powers on
1: YouTube.
0: Nice. Anything else? Any shout outs?
1: No, no shout outs.
0: Um cool. Well then, I'll get to my spiel. Check out the blog, the Redshirt blog, or the Redshirt back, backslash home. Um, as always, stay tuned with the Twitter at the Redshirt blog. I'm trying to. I generally post every article and every uh, podcast when they're uploaded to there. Um, the Instagram at the dot Redshirt. Um, that's where you're gonna see everything. Um, as always, thank you guys for listening. Uh, stay tuned for our next part. We will be going West, AFC West. Um, unless, of course, you're not listening in order, which it doesn't really matter. Uh, with all that being said, thank you guys for listening to this episode of The Red Your Podcast. We'll see you guys next time.